shining a beacon on the bazaar. And this is the news at the BBC, and um, a, a walrus has uh, crawled out of the sea and up onto the slipway at Scarborough Bay. It's a wonderful sight, nobody's seen it before. The half-ton pinniped has climbed out there and it's just lounging on the slipway. It seems that with the, uh, with the sea ice melting, um, these creatures have come further down south to find rest and respite. It's drawing loads of crowds to Scarborough and they've banned the uh, firework display that was going to go off that day. So we're going to go live now and we can see what's happening. And there on the live camera we can actually see the mighty walrus laid out. And... Oh dear, <laughs> little fella seems to be uh, seems to be pleasuring himself somewhat, and he's having a little bit. Of, no, I mean the children are a little bit shocked, to be honest. It's not something on a child to say. But but wait, what's this? Oh my God! Oh my God! There's there's a, a shambling man coming down the slipway. He's he's carrying tins and swearing. Oh, oh my God! He's finishing off the walrus. He's having a good yank at it. Oh my god, this is obscene. I've never seen so much... Oh, that's absolutely vile. He's laughing. Oh, oh, oh he's going. He's leaving. This is terrible. The kids, children are crying. Uh, everyone's getting in the cars. This is awful. Uh, this is signing off. Um, this is Peter Lazenby, BBC News, Scarborough. That you are, kid. Hi, how are you doing? I haven't seen you for ages. I've been rather busy. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I've just been watching the news. Oh, uh, right. Right. I've just seen Robo <laughs> Pete wanking a walrus. <laughs> did he do it? <laughs> He's a nutter. Did he get to roundabout? Did he splooge? He, oh, yeah. Multiple food <laughs> shots. <laughs> what a dirty bastard. The walrus wasn't going to come at first, but Pete got his finger up its ass. <laughs> Don't you he'll do anything for eight since that drunken old dog. Bloody What's hell. going on? In front of everybody. In front of everybody. In <laughs> all the crowds that came to see the walrus at Scarborough, they're gone. Oh, Left. It's like a ghost dirty town. little shit. He loves it. <laughs> he couldn't wait. Eight sins and we were off giggling his way. Well, why did he do it? Just a bit. I just seen him do it and not mucking it. But we started doing a bit of a podcast ourselves, you know. What? We were not with you being round and that. Couldn't really record it and that. We had two tins and a bit of string in between it. He'd go in one room, I'd go in other room. And we just shout out tins. But uh, then he'd come to Walrus's wanking and we thought, send him out. Get him an eight-pack of challenge and he were off. So... You've been doing a podcast, talking to a couple yeah, of beans. I, th- I don't think anybody's listening to it, though, are <laughs> kid. It's, uh, it's been going well, though. It's good. We're doing it daily, you know what I mean? But Daily podcast. Yeah, daily podcast. We've been doing all right. A few tinnies and that, me and Pete. Tins of beans, all good. And you're, you're still at Cove, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, doing well. Lights going, everything's good. Right. I think it's about time we got the team back together. Yeah, baby. Give me five minutes. Woohoo!
right, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't take long, jeez. <laughs> Do you know what it's time for? It's time for Cracking Co, oh. the podcast that shines the beacon onto the bazaar. We're back. Yes. We're fucking back. And I'm Matt. I'm Benny. And today we're going to do some proper fucking podcasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You waited. It's here. It's here at last. The Kraken awaketh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the issue we have had as well is because my Mac has died as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a new machine. We've got a new solid machine. It's great. It's absolutely wonderful. Well, the tins of beans. You'll get them out. Yeah, just a couple of tins of beans. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> my new Heinz laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Works a dream, Arky. Works a dream. So hopefully now, because we've got some new kit, and we're going to do a little bit more, uh, more conscientious podcasting. We're going to be a bit more, a bit more uh, reliable and exactly. more, more content. It was more busy content. year, twenty twenty two. It was shit anyway. Twenty twenty three. I fucking love twenty twenty two. Yeah, I can't remember it to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> a bit blurry. Yeah, it's, it's, obviously there's been a shit aspects for it for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like me. It would just happened to be a great, a great time for me. Oh well, don't you? Nice positive. Yeah, I think you've got to be. I mean, fuck everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 2023 is going to be even bigger and better for the court. I think so as well. So what we need, with no further ado, let's get casting. Oh, lovely. Those words. First boat Ooh. out the arbor. Oh, this, this is like retro goodies, is this? <laughs> cast, Arkid, cast! I shall cast. <laughs> so, this is a story now from the Independent, right? Nice. And it's saying dolphins deliberately get high on pufferfish nerve toxins. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell, it's going mad at these yeah. dolphins, aren't they? Yeah. So, what wow. they're doing is they're fucking chewing them. Oh, chewing them, smoking them, or up. <laughs> rolling up a You're fucking bright big fat and go <laughs> up and down <laughs> like a living bomb <laughs> <laughs> so what they say this is from Adam Withnull alright I like that name one of my favourite films Withnull oh, and I I fucking hate it what I fucking hate Withnull and I eat shit it's Except a, for Uncle Monty, he's pretty funny. But the rest of it, I was like, oh, fucking hell. It's my, it's about my top three favourite films. No way. Yeah, top three favourite films I, of all time. I can't even watch it. Even to the point where I had a... Um, I've been to the telephone box no where way. he has a big row with his agent. Yeah, yeah. And I've even trekked on the wrong road to the cottage where I could see it in the far distance. Jeez. In a car where, which was running out of petrol with my phone, which was dying. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> oh got trapped in the middle of nowhere. Man, I don't know why, I just don't get it. Is it Richard E. Grant? I find him the most cringiest of celebrities. Oh, I love he, him. Oh, I hate him. Heroes. That <laughs> stupid grin he does. I want to <laughs> smack him right in his tooty fucking mouth. Oh, I love him a bit. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Weird, what it? we need, we need a little view of me and you after this. <laughs> no, I'm not watching that shit I'm never going to watch that it's like you slagging a fucking Columbo you know what I mean I, I, I fucking love it you, you fucking called it shit can't believe it do you know something I like TV shows of an era yeah yeah you know what I mean there's no wrong with that but it's just when something's it's just so contrived oh man it's it the sets the music one more thing Thank you very much. I love him. I fucking love Peter Falk. I I think the thing is for you, you like like lots of comfort viewing, don't you? Well, kind of, yeah. It's just, it's there. You get super high and watch Columbo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, super high. (laughs) 
<laughs> it get, gets me in like some rhythm. I love it. Got a book on the day, Cooking with Columbo. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Suppers with the rumply sleuth or something. <laughs> oh, it's it. I mean, cooking out of it. Johnny, Johnny Cash Chili is fucking beautiful. A Johnny Cash Chili. Oh, it's nice, man. But these are all be 70s. And Peter Falk have had fuck all to do with this. He hasn't got anything to do with that at all. <laughs> but the lady who did it, she's famed for like getting, you know, she does loads of cookbooks about, you know, like films or she goes deep diving through. In, in the actual Columbo episode, which is it's quite a, f- a foodie kind of program, uh, she'll go look at the star and the star will, you know, if you dig deep enough, they'll have a bit of a signature dish, so they'll do it that way. It's good. Full shit, really, isn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. cashing it yeah, on Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm boy. <laughs> I can dig There's no flies on me. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I okay. know we're off already. I know. So what they're saying is, dolphins. Dolphins are thought of as one of the most intelligent species in the animal kingdom, and experts believe they have put their ingenuity to use in the pursuit of getting high. Wow! In extraordinary scenes filmed for a new documentary, <laughs> young dolphins were seen carefully manipulating a certain kind of pufferfish, which, if provoked, releases a nerve toxin. Wow. Though large doses of the toxin can be deadly, in small amounts it is known to produce a narcotic effect. I wonder what kind of effect he... In what he says here, carefully chewing on the puffer and passing it between one another, the marine mammals then enter what seems to be like a trance-like state. Cool. So they are getting seriously high on this. <laughs> super you know, high. No, super, super high. Are <laughs> well, you show them a bit of Columbo? Yeah, I'm going to say this. I love it. <laughs> All these things dressing like Columbo, wearing little rumpled mats with wonky eyes. <laughs> uh, Rob Piley, or Rob Pilly, a zoologist who also worked as a producer on the series, told Sunday Times, it's called Spy in the Pod, it's going to be on, so I don't know when that's on. Right. I thought you meant that's, you know, when you take that kind of puffer face, that's what it's called. That's a cool name. I want to try. I want to try some of that. He says, uh, this is a case of young dolphins purposely experimenting with something we know to be intoxicating. So after chewing the puffer gently and passing it around, they begin acting most peculiarly, hanging around with their noses at the surface as if fascinated by their own reflection. Wow. But if you think about that, so it's like it reminded me of the craze a few years ago when people started licking toads to get a buzz. So it is pretty similar to some stuff like that, right? But if you think about then, now you, and this is probably something you, you're probably right up your street, is this right. sort of thing. If you think about them suddenly starting to see their own reflection in a narcotically induced state, wow, yeah. would that then sort of open their kind of, kind of doors of perception as a species? Yeah. So would this be sort of like allowing them to sort of become self-aware that, that's what I'm thinking self-aware because you think they don't have mirrors do they I don't think so no <laughs> but it's, <laughs> well, a, it's a massive important thing to I was saying that you see your mate and you can see the shape of your mate so you think therefore I'll be that shape type of well, thing well I don't know you see because it's like our dog thinks she's just one of us yeah yeah she doesn't see herself as like any different but she's seen herself in a mirror she I've shown a couple out. of times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with me? A hairy baby, I never grew up. What's going on? <laughs> Can't, even wa- Can't even walk, I'm shit. <laughs> Crawl around. <laughs> a hairy baby. <laughs> that fucking sounded so funny. Big hairy baby. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I think it could be one of those things. That's a step on because you know you, you go about your business. They do. They're eating fucking pilchards or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. swimming around with the mates and things. 
you, I think you carry on in the same rut forever unless you have something that jolts you out of the rut. And plus, it's the youth, isn't it? Like, you used to do tech drugs, isn't it? It's like a, you know, it's such a kind of rite of passage for humans. It's well, I think, I think younger ones are more experimental, you see. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you don't know what's good or bad. You find out through experimentation. Yeah, so yeah. as you get older, as a dolphin, perhaps, yeah. you know what's you good give to up eat, your what's puffer not. fish. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're something you get fucked up on that. You don't catch, Guy, catch a bilge and <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Like skinny crackhead dolphin and that. Sally goes, do you know what? Columbo's actually shit. <laughs> Don't say that. Sick of watching Columbo. <laughs> but you know, it's like like you say, they, they, they're probably older and wiser, as in, you know, they get on and they step being a bit down and they have kids of their own. And yeah, so, like, you know, they think, oh, I've got to look after this, I've got too much to do. Whereas the kid's fucking about experimenting. Yeah. Or it might be a new thing. It might yeah. be the thing they've just found Evolved stuff. into it, yeah. Because there's a lot of things, if you look at like tool use among certain creatures as well, yeah. it's, it's not. People say, oh, yeah, they've been doing it for thousands of years. Some cases they haven't. Yeah. They've only just been discovering new ways to actually do things. And the discover and rediscover things yeah. so one generation of animals might discover some form of tool use and then a little bit later down the path they forget how to do it yeah, you know that, yeah. that well that practice dies out and there's there's actually evidence of like amongst humans of metallurgy of using metal and it just forgetting how to use it and yeah, re-remembering yeah. how to use it and sort of think well i've seen or oh, i've heard stories of this one thing I did hear, which was fantastic, I think it was a, uh, uh, I think it was in South America. This tribe would meet up. All the different tribes would kind of meet up of one. This they're like one particular tribe, but they'd yeah, all meet yeah. up in the jungle on a particular day of the year. Yeah, yeah. they'd all get shit faced and have like an orgy. Wow! Right, massive orgy and everything. And this one, like a, um, a, I don't know what you call, not paleontologist, but sort of like a what, what's the study of humans called? Like, um, a doctor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this professor or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. rock up, you know what I mean? And then he'd sort of like using a translator, would ask like the, the the village leader sort of thing, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they, we meet up every year for this ceremony where we all drink this particular sort of like peyote or whatever you yeah, yeah. the drink this particular brood thing. Then we all just fuck and. We all carry yeah, on, and, the, and and we've always done it. And they said, "Why? Do, what's it for? What's it to represent?" They go, "We can't remember." So he's got inbred. So that, that, that'll be it, won't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it could well, be. It, they the, the, the don't It could be. Yeah, yeah. But it could be just a celebration which they see as sacred. But the thing they remember of it is the yeah. act. But they don't know why what they're the doing reason it. To it. Yeah, so but they just think, well, but yeah, just keep going. Do this is what we do. And it's, sort of, it's the same thing with like sort of, sort of animal cultures as well. They'll be doing certain acts and things yeah, yeah. because they sort of think, well, we just do it, and it has a, a it has a result. So. Well, I were doing a bit of research earlier. You know, uh, after, strap I'll in, pump. guys. They <laughs> 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 were about. I thought about old uh, Thor wanking off and that. I thought, <laughs> do all animals? I'll just Google that. Do all animals wank off? You know. I mean, and this is loads of them wank off. Birds yeah. can wank off. You know, sometimes they use like a sticker of you know the flippers, what? the feet, the tail. A little mouse wanking off with its tail and stuff like that. <laughs> what a mouse wanking off with its tail? <laughs> it tail. I just assumed it were a mouse. You know <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> but the weird thing in it, it says that yeah, they wank off now, but they don't think they've always wanked off. It's something they've kind of like kind of recently learned or something. Well, they've just been watching you. Yeah, yeah. Little bird doing. They're like, what's he doing? Oh, we got that. I'll get me wing around that. <laughs> Beak myself off. <laughs> Dirty bastard. They, they, they haven't always been wanking, they're just this belly. That's what fucking Google said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah. Well, 
Oh, it's weird, isn't it? But that bit about remembering and forgetting it's, it's again. For them, it's for them thinking, we don't think they've always wanked off. It's like, yeah. how the fucking old you have you been watching them that long? <laughs> I don't know, you're that bit... You haven't yeah. got like the wank material. Maybe you're like you're wanking like hell. You have a son. He doesn't know how to do it. You're not going to show him, are you? Like, <laughs> hey, look at this. <laughs> I've got magic thing for you, kid. <laughs> Watch what happens here. Yeah. So you might not know. Then it will like one day he gets a boner and thinks, wait a minute, I'll flip it off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe that's what happened then. You know? Animal Kingdom Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> It's not just dolphins who like a little bit of hallucinogenics, do you? You know, it's a. I think everyone's been given a chance, luckily, thanks to the Australian uh, shop Woolworths. Because we don't have Woolworths here anymore, do oh, we? Oh, they still got it in Ours? Yeah, apparently still, still oh, Woolworths over there. They sort of sell all kinds of bits and bits. <laughs> and drugs. You know? <laughs> and they accidentally sell drugs. Wow. Because this is something that happened before before Christmas. I saw this, actually. In, uh, I can't remember who it was on um, Twitter. Somebody sent us a message now. But whoever it was, thank you very much. Um... And this is a hallucinogenic spinach recall widens as Woolworth warns about salads. Wow. So this is a bit of a weird one, really. And it's this by James Lemon and Caroline Shell for <laughs> Sydney Morning, Morning Herald. Stupid name. <laughs> bit harsh. <laughs> so Woolworth says recall two varieties of pre-packaged salads a day after contaminated baby spinach from Costco was recalled after dozens of people fell ill with some reporting hallucinations. Jesus. So eight people have become sick from eating the spinach in Victoria, and the state's health department said it was investigating the source of the contamination. So they're saying what the, uh, what the symptoms are. So the people experience a range of symptoms, including serious hallucinations, delirium, blurred vision, <laughs> dilated pupils, and fever. Oh, my God. Serious hallucinations. Yeah, Not funny it. ones. No, no. <laughs> serious <laughs> ones. It, yeah. You know what I mean? I've been at school or something. Like, what? Well, yeah, but I always think, depending where you are, what situation you're in, if you have a hallucination, like you say, if you're at work or something, you're at a family, you're at a family buffet, family funeral, <laughs> <laughs> you've got a nice little bit of sort of salad on side, wow. you know, and next thing you, you're tripping balls, <laughs> you know. I mean, can you imagine, because you'd panic like fuck, wouldn't you? Well, I'm not asked, especially if it's a proper hallucination of something, you yeah, know Yeah, people I mean? melting and yeah, all that sort of stuff, you know. Hell. Or you might just imagine a dolphin looking at your own reflections. Yeah. <laughs> you're connecting with the undersea world, you know. So what is it? Is, is can you get a type of spinach that causes it, or is well, it something sprayed on the spinach? You know what I mean? Well, this is what I think. The the, the the choices were that somebody might have tampered with the spinach, or yeah. sprayed something on it, which has fucked them up. But the most likely thing is that there's another thing grown. In amongst the spinach without yeah. them knowing about it, and they just picked it. And they just picked clump. it as they've gone, and yeah. it's just sort of like being out. Har- well, it, a lot of it's like machine harvested, isn't it? It's like yeah, all pulled yeah. out, and it's all bagged in the salad. Off you go. Yeah. 
So if something accidentally, I mean, it's quite hard for these things to be contaminated because a lot of them mm. are grown in polytunnels. Yeah, yeah. So especially somewhere like Australia, you know, where it's really, really hot, you know, you grow sort of salad outside in Australia, it doesn't yeah. wither. So you need it to be sort of grown in, in, in a moist environment. A moist, in, moist environment. <laughs> you know, so they need to sort of do that with it. But they're sort of probably done this, you know, kept in a moist environment, but somehow a contaminated seed has come in. I want to know the stories of the people who got contaminated. You know, I, I mean, don't know. Where were yeah, they? What were it, happening? You know what I mean? It's what like, did they see? It's it's like they're saying it's well these were actually grown in Victoria, so they're not actually given any actual sort of cases of what happened, you know. Yeah, but they've yeah. really just investigated it and they're saying what the types were, who's been recalled, all that sort of stuff, you know. I don't think anyone died, yeah, luckily, yeah. which is always a bit of a billy bonus, isn't yeah. it? You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, we can laugh at it. Honestly, yeah, yeah, just it. laugh. I'll go chuckle. Well, as it happens, they have actually. First of all, they thought he was a member of like the Belladonna kind of family or something like that, you know. Oh. Or it might have been. Um, oh no, not Belladonna, the Nightshade family. Oh yes, is in the deadly time. Deadly nightshade. Well, yeah. it's the deadly nightshade, but the nightshade family. Can you can do you any, name anything that's in the nightshade family? Uh, oh wait up! I do know this. I like my fucking murder books. Oh fuck! It is. It's somewhat right common, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Potato. Potatoes. Potatoes and tomatoes. Are oh, both in the nightshade, yeah, they're both in the nightshade family. Wow. Yeah, there's this sort of. Um, I need mean, the weird thing is you can actually buy. Um, do you know you can have like a root crop? See if you had a grow bag. Yeah, yeah. You could have in that grow bag uh, a potato, yeah. and what he grows out of there is tomatoes. The 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 have oh. actually hybridised potatoes, so that because they're the same bell, the the nightshade family, that potatoes will grow tomatoes. So you can have oh, the same God, grow. That. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Pump the brakes, kid. You got a grow bag, and it's potatoes, but it grows tomatoes. Yeah. Fuck off! <laughs> that ain't right at all. Well, you're right. I'm not saying it's it. right. <laughs> do I taste the same? I'm not does saying... it taste like a tater? Does it taste like a tomato? Well, you got where well, you got to remember it is you got your root crop underground, which is your potatoes. Yes. And they'll grow shoots out of those potatoes. Yes. And on the shoots, when they flower, yeah. they grow tomatoes. And a potato. Out of a... You grow a tomato out of a potato. <laughs> yeah. What <are> you? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Well, if you if you look if you look at potato plant when they're growing, the leaves are the same shape as tomato plants. Right. And the flower from those in the same way, so they're actually sort of like uh, pollinated in the same way. Well, you give me an headache. You actually give yeah. me an headache. How's that? Wow, that's crazy. Isn't but it? I think where where they work though is a potato plant. And now I'm, I'm getting in unknown territory here a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But I believe when a, when a potato is actually sort of um, um, pollinated, <laughs> the fruiting seed that it grows, I think, is a pod. Yeah, I think yeah. it grows like a little pod uh-huh. as opposed to a tomato or fruit. You yeah, know? yeah. And it grows, and that's where the seeds come from the pod. And then you sprinkle the seeds on the ground; they'll germinate and actually grow potatoes in the ground. <sighs> Fucking vegetable kingdom, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> a world of wonder, isn't it? It's wise, trippy yeah. shit. So, therefore, could you grow deadly nightshade from a potato? Potentially, yeah. Whoa. Which would be quite a good little That'd thing for your little slew thing, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, man. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It? There's, and there's lots of there's lots of these sort of like uh, um, 
I mean, it's a tuber, is that there's lots of pl uh, relatives of the nightshade family out there, yeah. various sort of like various forms, yeah. which you can potentially a poisonous somehow. somehow. So, uh, deadly nightshade, I, I always imagine it as a flower. I don't know why, I just assume um, it's I a flower. I think it is. I think it, well, oh, it's it a vegetable? flower, but I believe the nightshade, the most sort of toxic part of it is the nightshade, the seeds. Oh, is it? I think, I believe so, of these seed, particular oh, does seed it smell pots. like almond or something? Got That's that arsenic, is that right? I think, it, I, think it, I think it's arsenic, smells yeah. like a bitter almond sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, and it's quite often on the breath. If somebody's dying, this is when they said, "Oh my god, you, know, you can smell." It smells like arsley. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the thing. So what they've actually discovered is that it's not the, the nightshade, nightshade family, right? right? right. Well, um, well, actually, it is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the weed responsible for contaminating baby spinach at a Victorian farm has been identified as thorn apple, thorn a type apple. of nightshade. So a Riviera farm. So you can grow ones. apples now. Fucking. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What, it's, it's, I need to find more about yeah, this because right? yeah. I only found this out recently. It's a fairly new piece. <laughs> so I've been looking at the other piece and I found this. It's all right. Like, you don't yeah. go. You don't and, go. I, I, I knew you needed little ones. <laughs> <laughs> so the thorn apple is a type of nightshade, right? And they've confirmed that they, this is the spinach who's contaminated with this particular weed, right? Yeah. The scientific name is Datura stramonium, and it's also named as jimson weed. Now, I have heard of jimson weed before. I've, I think, if I remember rightly, I've heard that jimson weed is really bad if it gets in a horse plantation. Horses eat and go completely batshit. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So um, they've not identified any other potential chemical, herbicide, or other types of contaminant of the uh, River, Riviera sort of farm salad yeah, people. Yeah. Um, so they're saying that thorn apple is a vigorous growing plant that can poison people and animals. And eating the plant can cause thirst, dilated pupils, high temperatures, weak or rapid pulse, incoherence or hallucinations, mm. vomiting, breathing problems, convulsions, and DPI states. DPI. So I imagine that sounds like a bit sort of like a, uh, a hallucinogenic state sounds to me, doesn't it? Yeah. And touching the plant alone can cause dermatitis, nausea, and headaches. Fucking hell. So it's fucking toxic as anything, isn't it? You know what I mean? So I, I did see a picture of like the thorn apple flower. Mm. Um, so I'd imagine it's got a fruit as well. Um, do you know what? I should have a quick look and see if I can find, yeah, uh, yeah, find out what the thorn bush. apple fruit is. Yeah. So that is the fruiting body of the thorn apple. And Whoa! It's like, uh, yeah, it's like something from fucking Little Shop of Forest. Yeah, yeah, it's got quite a pretty, well, I'll say pretty flower. It's quite a sort of stark looking yeah, white, yeah. It looks white deadly, spiky it? flower. It look... But then the, the, the fruiting body itself. It's like a fucking, yeah. um, like a spiky cucumber. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, that's it. it looks like or a, a cactus. Yeah, maybe yeah. That's a better one. And it's like inside, when it pops open. Well, actually, it looks like a, like an elongated conker, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, and when it pops open, the seed kind of pops open. It's, it's like thousands of little black seeds inside. Jesus, all you right, know, yeah, well, well, yeah, well, I'd imagine, you, like you said, it said already, it releases so many toxins. Does this particular plant that even just touching it can fuck you okay, up? You know, I'm yeah. talking to uh, M Cheeks on the docks. Uh, I do M Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen. The. <laughs> <b> <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but she, we were on about that poison garden, weren't we, ages ago. She actually went to it. Oh, yeah. And she walked around it and she was fucking well ill. You know what I mean? Really? She had to take her out of it, you know what I mean? She was only young, you know what I mean? Um, Touching everything inside. Yeah, there's yeah. a fucking massive feet in it, like fucking <laughs> size 12 or something. <laughs> All the massive, absolutely Would massive you kippers. You couldn't, impossible. <laughs> like absolutely. a weevil. Yeah. <laughs> snow, everything, ice. You know, she's never slipped in the life. Yeah, never sunk down into snow. Like, <laughs> yeah, quicksand. She's like an Arctic hair. <laughs> I hope she don't listen to this. Fucking kick me bollocks off with a big feet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't move. <laughs> yeah, she got ill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've I've not been there. Yet. I would like to go. Yeah, over. it sounds yeah. intriguing. I've, but I've got wanna... a chance of going up to Anik actually. I've planned up falling over a summit. Isn't it? Wait, oh, you're blundering it. Forgetting just that munching summit. Like, no, fuck. it's not for Benny. Is no, it? no, no, it's no. dangerous. No, no get distracted right easy. <laughs> No, see, what garden do you think is good for you? What kind of what? What garden do you think would be good for you? Centre. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with what you know. Exactly. Stick with what you know. <laughs> Moving on that from that article, yeah, you know, so but it's a, we're going to a, a bit of a favourite subject of ours, really. But it's it's a little bit different to it. It's not actually a um, a, a gender reveal pie. We're not, I'm none of that bullshit. Right? <laughs> cool. I'm not, I'm none of those yet for New Year. So I'm sure some yeah, will crop up. Some will But you know when people do something fucking stupid. Yeah. And you just sort of think, you fucking idiot. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna bound to go to disaster. Why yeah. did he even try? And this is a uh, this is a New York billionaire, right? Who's a um, who's a resident of New Zealand, right? He's, okay. he's offered to his little sort of like millionaire pad down, billionaire yeah, yeah. pad down in New Zealand. New Year's Eve, what does he do? Decides to set off shit tons of fireworks, mm. doesn't he? And I don't like I, what do you like with fireworks. I, I'm fucking sick of them. Absolutely yeah. done with them. You know what I mean? They're just the, I think they should be banned from shops. Got dickheads setting them off all the time. I'm just yeah. bored with fireworks. Couldn't watch even New Year's. I didn't watch fireworks. Yeah, I'm, fu- I'm fucked ever. off with fireworks. I think. Yeah. You like fireworks just like setting fight your own money yeah and it is it's just something like inside it's like a kid like thing in oh. <laughs> beep it Aggie, beep it i'm gonna cancel me <laughs> now i'm bored with it absolutely bored yeah with I, it. I think it's a bit of it it's 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 like people over back you know over by leeds bradford airport right mm-hmm. you know there's that tunnel underneath there no. Oh, you can go under airport, right? Oh, right. Yeah, so you can go actually underneath the actual uh, oh, runway. Oh, right, on the road. Yeah, on yeah, the road. There's, yeah, a, there's a runway bit. up there, right? A bit chippy, isn't it? Right, and, and I'd been there quite a few years ago now with a mate, and he was sort of saying, he, he, we were driving up, we were just chatting on, and there was a load of these, I don't know what cars, they're all the same sort of cars, sports yeah. cars. Right. I said, what the f- what, what's with these guys? And and I'm not sure what the term was he used. He says, oh, they're all off up to airport. I said, well, what are they doing up there? He said, well, we're behind them. You'll find out. Have a look at this. Going, you know, I think they call it a blowout. Or do we, I don't know what they're doing. Right? Yeah. So all these... And these are grown adults. These are adults, Is right? Is it posh cars? Because I've seen some posh cars. Up there, well, right? not necessarily. But oh, sports yeah. cars of some sort. Yeah, right? yeah. Anyway, they all go into this tunnel, right? They all slow down. They all start revving like fuck, don't they? Boom, 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 boom. And they have all the backfires and black, 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 They're all doing this. Fucking exhaust fumes all over at shop. And I'm thinking, this is grown adults. Oh, adults yeah. are doing this. And all the like are like, no noise. Did you noise? Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, and you're like, what are they doing this for? Oh, you know, because it sounded like the sound. 
And it's and the free fireworks are like that. Yeah. Look yeah. at the wishbangs. Oh, you know. It is absolutely. I wish I put fireworks in that yeah. tunnel with them, not bad. We, we had last night over here. We we had people sort of like, fireworks going off. Our dogs frightened of fireworks. Yeah, so yeah. She's trembling. Nice. Who's bed. doing it this yeah. time for a birthday or something? Yeah. Oh, we. We put on fucking local Facebook oh, thing, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, well, who, who's fucking sitting off fireworks? And everyone else is saying, yeah, who's sitting off fireworks? <laughs> then this one woman, really pissy, says, we're doing it to remember somebody who's died. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, you should just text me, that's a stupid fucking thing to yeah, do. Yeah, that's it. What the fuck? Didn't you like him or something? Yeah. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Fireworks for it. Someone who yeah, died. Yeah. That guilt conversation. Yeah, well, well, thing is, for me, it wouldn't. Like, oh, oh. But at the same time, because it's one of it's quite a posho area. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. if you start giving it big licks yeah. and winding everything up, you know, yeah, I just wanted to. I just, oh, yeah. I really want. But so you know, you think you just, you just think oh. you don't want to troll out either, do you? Better thing is not to yeah, do just it. Just don't engage. You come away and think, fucking yeah. leave it with fireworks. You oh, know? No. So I've no time for this. So, saying, so this guy, billionaire. So obviously, these fireworks aren't going to be little things, you know. So there isn't. I hope he gets hurt. Tommy blew his own cock off or something. So the resident of a New Zealand town are calling for a ban on private fireworks after a display by a New York billionaire set off a blaze on <gasps> New Year's Eve. Oh, what a tit. Ten minutes into the new year, firefighters were called to fight multiple grass fires at the property of Tony Malkin, chief executive of the entity that owns the Empire State Building. Jesus. So he's got fucking money, right? Yeah, yeah. After an extravagant private fireworks display went awry near Queenstown in central Ote- uh, Otago, I think it's called. So by morning, the fire was extinguished after coming within metres of one of two dwellings on the Malkin Estate, known as Redemption Song. So that's pretty, uh, sure, bit, yeah. And yeah. um, so pictures include satellite images show it. It's burned out about half a hectare. So it basically wow. burned out a fair, fair old area, you know what I mean? The display had gone ahead despite a petition by local people concerned about the impact on animals. So oh, they knew it was God. going to happen. He'd obviously given like a shout, going, I'm going to have a fucking amazing firework display, right? Yeah, yeah. And they said, it's just a joke that an out-of-towner could come in and set off, now get this, a 14-minute commercial firework display and then burn the hill down. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. And after being told carte blanche that the display would go ahead despite his concerns, Quinn and his family left the area with their four horses for New Year's Eve. So they had to ship all their fucking horses and everything what out of the area. Absolute balance. Especially when we say no because the animals and that. Like, nope, I'm rich. I yeah, can that's do what it. I yeah. want. And, he's, and you just sort of think, you know, it's. And as well, it's not just them, it's wild animals, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I did like about Scarborough. Heads up to Scarborough. Well done with that, cancelling the actual display for a walrus. Yeah. I love that. Just for oh, really. wanking walrus. Yeah, just uh, wanking, wanking off. Yeah. Everybody stood and watched it wanking instead, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. What sort oh. of better display could you possibly want <laughs> to see in the new year <laughs> oh, than a massive wanking walrus? They should change the name of Scarborough to wanking walrus. Or at least a pub. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> wanking walrus. Find <laughs> <laughs> you your best cream, please. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Oh. Roll off down the wanking. I I want to own that pub now, immediately. (laughs) (laughs) You and Robot Pete pulling the pints. All the little pint pullers (laughs) 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 could have him in back and all. Can't we lolling around in a swimming pool, paddling pool or something? (laughs) Everyone could just come around, wank it, wank it, beats on it again. Got a job doing that, got it. What noise it makes? I wonder if it was making noises. 
Any, I don't think anybody recorded the noises of it. Mm. I did. Say, have you seen footage? Of yeah, that? I watched it. <laughs> it's, I like the people who go like, oh, 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 oh. But he's good to get flipper on it, isn't it? I think he knows he's going to do it, and then he gets flipper on it. Well, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I think we've gone on about one of our first episodes on about being on a beach and getting wanked off by a walrus. And it might, you know, if it felt like the best you've ever had when you come back, <laughs> we've actually discussed that before. <laughs> <laughs> the best we've ever had. <laughs> thinking, ooh, should I go back? Like, oh, they without. And you're like waiting for it to come a bit closer. Yeah. And thinking, yeah, it's coming again. Big breath. Here comes the good stuff. <laughs> breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just ooh, ooh, it's it's on, like. on it. <laughs> <He's doing> it. <laughs> <laughs> the best I ever had. <laughs> Down at the wanky walrus. <laughs> Pretty glad that no one got in. The firework. No, I'm going to go. Thanks, Arkid. I'm there for you, son. Well, we'll, we'll find a little. Uh, we'll find a little link on from there. <laughs> Do you know what? We need to Google Firework Kingdom. <laughs> oh, fucking cramp. <laughs> so, Firework Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's in Doncaster. Oh, it's, it's, it's a shop. 16 Shaw Woodway, Doncaster, DN252B. I've heard the, yeah. You can't beat the prices, are you? saying at the moment, they're saying they're a little busy at the moment. Uh, yeah, well, fireworks for sale, barrages, firework rockets, firework packs for up to 200 quid. Now, I reckon that guy, <laughs> the, our uh, I, a firework guy, he won't have spent 200 quid for a 40 no, minute display. Yeah. How much money will he set fire 40 to? 40 minutes, a long time. Yeah, to scare the shit out of everybody's animals and set fire grand. to his area. Yeah. And the thing is, he nearly set fire to his own house, which I like that. Oh, I bet, has he commented at all? Is there any kind of like sorry? Well, I bet he just flown to New York or yeah, something. Yeah, he just got in his jet and fucked off. Yeah. Wait until the dust settles, all the fucking smoke, the smoke blows yeah, over, literally you know the I mean? smoke. Yeah. But you see, it's the millionaires, they're the wrong ones. Yeah. You know, millionaires and billionaires, because it's that allowing that accumulation accumulation of money. I mean, if you had a million quid, I'd say, right, fair enough, you got a million quid, yeah. that's probably going to last you a fair while, you know, or two million or three million, whatever it might be. That kind of money will last you for a bit. You're not going to spunk it all away in no yeah, time. Yeah, if, you're if you did, if you're that kind of person who did, you'd probably spend it in your local shops anyway. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's got billions in the bank it's weird just isn't sitting it? on it and, and they keep working to get more it's like I do not horrible. understand that yeah it's, it's weird. absolutely horrible sort of thing and the, you know, misery fucking yeah but what you need you need somebody who ain't got any money oh, they're right. our kind of favourite people so this is like this is a guy called Raymond Roberts that's good oh, Raymond wow. Roberts right and he's a Vietnam vet oh yeah yeah he's that kind of guy now he's walked into a liquor store in Massachusetts right yeah. last year in a cold December day and he played the lottery like he had been doing for the last 20 years, you know? Yeah. But, as usual, right? But then he got a weird little thing, an intuition, a voice in his head Whoa. told him to do something, right? He robbed it. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled his shooter, you know? <laughs> He's, and he, the voice in his head says, don't buy just one ticket like you normally do. Yeah. It said, buy six, right? Buy wow. six tickets, right? And then the voice says, don't just use any numbers. 
use the exact same numbers on each ticket. Whoa. So you bought six tickets. On each ticket, you use the same numbers. Yeah. Which doesn't go, that go flies in the face. Yeah, absolutely. It, you mean, yeah. You know? yeah. There's no advantage there, really. And he'd used different tickets as well. It wasn't like sort of no ordinary tickets. All yeah. sort of things for different different games, sort of thing. You yeah, know. Yeah. And as luck would have it, Raymond Roberts' numbers came in on every ticket. So and there were different lottery games or something. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. No, the odds on that exactly. are just having two. The odds on it, right? Are just, well, just even getting one. The odds on getting yeah, one yeah, is, mental, is ridiculous. Right? Oh my god, it's going to be zeros reaching out to space, is this shit? Yeah, so the, as luck would have it, Raymond Roberts' numbers came in and were worth $324,000, uh, £324, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously these aren't high-stake tickets, they're yeah. not sort of like a million pounds for each one, right? Yeah, lottery you know, postcode yeah? type of shit. That's it. But Roberts chose to take a lump sum for five of the tickets, which earned him nearly $2 million. Oh, go on, son. Yeah? But for the sixth ticket, he chose the annuity option, meaning he also gets 20 annual payments of $25,000. So he's got the little safety button <laughs> yeah, there. So yeah. even if he spunks away the tw- yeah, 2 million, he's still yeah. got 25 so grand rolling, rolling in, you know what I mean? So the lottery, lottery awards are set amount for a correctly drawing five balls, as Mr. Roberts did, meaning multiple wins with the same numbers are possible. Yeah. yeah. So it's. Oh, no, sorry, so I am missing. It's for the same lottery. All oh, right. But it looks yeah. because it's the same numbers. It, so he, he, ah, he did get a ball there, he did win. get a ball here, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he actually won different ones from different prizes for different sort of like balls. So he might have got three or four balls for one, or he yeah, might have got five got, balls you know, for the others, that yeah, sort of, yeah. sort of malar- malarkey, you know? So the winning numbers Mr. Roberts chose were for a carefully concocted combination of birthdays and anniversary dates, and he used them on other lottery tickets on other days, but he'd drawn a blank, never won a thing. Yeah, so he yeah. just got himself one ticket, put the one number in, nah, that yeah, works. Never Six in the trot like that, all in wow. one day, and they've all come in, right? So the uh, veteran of Fall River, right, which is um, 50 miles away from Boston, picked up his winnings on 15th of December. So what does he plan to do with his unexpected riches? <laughs> for starters, he's going to buy a motorcycle, oh, right? And um, and that's it. That, that's the first thing he wants to do. He just wants to buy right. a motorbike. That's his thing. So he's, oh, he's, a, he's a humble yeah, kind of guy, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I like that. So he's, according to the rules of the game, the odds of winning just the 25000 per year for life are 1813000 and 28 to 1. Jesus. And that's just for the one ticket. One. It's, it's insane. So what's that? happened there? What's it tapped into? What, what voice came to him, you know what I mean? That's yeah. the one. What, can you see the future? Can you just taste the future of that reality? That path is there. It changed your whole life. You've got like an echo before it or something. Who knows? Who knows? What's something? Maybe it, just the, the, every now and again there is. Maybe there's some sort of weird cosmic lottery yeah, where yeah. there's an intervention. There's a voice comes from the ether just like yeah. says he needs a bit of a hand. He, he needs, needs a, a bike. He's a decent. Yeah, boy. he's an all right guy. I've never seen some footage. It's really famous for a meme or something now. But um, there's, there's like some Powerball thing in America, and it's like you know it's got to the extreme level. You know, everybody's playing it because it's billions of pounds. You yeah, know? yeah. Reporters outside the shop reporting to people, and she stops one block. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. If you won the Powerball, what would you win? You know, what would you what would you do with the money? Hookers and coke. <laughs> <laughs> you were like live TV. You were oh, like, oh man, reach for the stars. <laughs> Isn't it? Hookers billions and, and billions of pounds just get buried in mounds of coke and hookers. Oh wow, that's it. <laughs> what would you do then? What were your first Hookers and coke. <laughs> I don't know. What would I do? I don't know, really. 
watch a Columbo or something in a, in a like satin suit or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get a new sofa. Yeah. Yeah, I'd really need a new sofa. I, I, I used to work with a guy and he were boring. Yeah. A really dull guy. I mean, he's, he's a nice lad, but he were fucking dull. And the job I used to have was shit. <laughs> it was such a boring, mind-bendingly dull oh, job. God. And I'd said to him, you say, yeah, you, you know, we're lottery. You know, we're all in the lottery together. You know, we could, yeah. we, we all won sort of like eight million quid or something. I'd split between you. You got 1.5 million or something. You know, what would you do? And he just looked in the middle distance and just sort of says, oh, I'd still keep doing this job. Oh, God, I hate them people. What, what, doing this job? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, I'd still do this because, you know, with a million pounds you're in a few years, you wouldn't really be able to retire on that. So what I'd do is I'd bank it and sort this and maybe invest uh, it. And retire at 65 still. And you're uh, like, fucking hell, really? No, it's just fucking off. If it were billions, we always said, if you got lucky, you'd have to go somewhere quiet as a family. And say, right, you know, I don't want my kids being junkies and weirdos, and you know, it could really destroy your family billions. I think it could be a really bad curse. I, I, I always think this, they do say that the worst thing you can do is tell your kids that you won the lottery. Yeah, you yeah. don't do that, you just sort of say, you know, you keep the money to one quiet. Absolutely, yeah. And then just sort of say, look, if you need a bit, you know, just, yeah, just yeah. let us know. Or you'll, and you can just slip them a little bit of exactly. money here and a little bit of money yeah, there. Just yeah. keep them comfy, yeah, keep them grounded. Yeah. And you know, you just sort of like, you know, but it's, it's what you do then as a, as yeah. a living. Because you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't live where I am. No, I, I just want nice and quiet. I can get to a town if I wanted to. I just want peace and quiet, you yeah. know, like a pool or something. A pool. Well, here yeah. we go. <laughs> peace and quiet. <laughs> just a pool. Yeah, yeah. You for, know, an on me on jet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Ferrari to take me to the pool from house. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Crap with coconut is in pool and that. <laughs> the simple bit. <laughs> Necessities are kid. Yeah, necessities. Just a bear necessity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bear and all. Give me a fucking bear. Give me a brace. A brace of bears. A brace of bears. <laughs> Let you find the hookers. <laughs> That's a film right there. <laughs> So we haven't seen it. I don't know if cocaine bears come out. It's yet, soon, it? it's soon. Yeah, got, we're, we're, I think we've got, we're, we're both have to go see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, really. We've got well, to go to cocaine yeah, bears. Well. Fucking hell. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to fucking Lord Tolson about it. He just feels really bad for the bear. He won't talk about cocaine bear at all. When he's an animal, real yeah. animal. I mean, we're all animal lovers, but yeah, he's a real animal he's lover. A real, yeah. yeah, he's really intense. I feel it? really bad for the bear. No, that's fucking border collie Ollie, is that one? Is it? Sounds a bit like that, <laughs> doesn't it? I can't think of his answer. It's like gentle soul, you know. Yeah, he's a, he's a gentle soul. <laughs> he's a gentle soul. You know? <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> we should listen to the fucking podcast. I know he should do. Fucking hell. <laughs> and you lot that. rate it if you don't mind. Go on Apple Podcasts and give us a fucking five star. Nobody has. That's what I know. Got it's tragic. Yeah. Isn't we'll it? say it here now. Honestly, we mean this. Please, if you're out there, I'm getting on my listening. fucking knees. I'll, let me get. I'm on my you fucking can't get knees. You can't on your knees, you? <laughs> well, I'm pretending that. You can't bend your back, you <laughs> <laughs> I am begging yeah, on my fucking spiritual knees. Just go on, anybody, please. Just go pause on, it now, just pause it, and just give us a five star, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd want... Uh, one of my favourite guys who won the lottery, uh, who didn't win the lottery, he yeah. won... Um, who wants to be a millionaire. All right. Who won the million pounds. Sweet. Now, you've got to be fucking clever to do yeah, that. You know absolutely. what I mean? It's, it's a good one, is that? And he's a guy called Carl Shucker. Yeah. Is that the one who just stormed through it? He just knew it. And he rang his dad at end, just said, I don't need, I know answer, but I just want to ring my dad and tell him I'm going to win it. Is no, that, I don't know, he might have done it, I'm it. not too sure, but this guy, he's a cryptozoologist. Wow. And he's he, he's a really great writer, and he writes 14 times. Cool. Uh, and he's one of my favourite writers for them as well. Yeah. All his pieces on cryptozoology were just brilliantly yeah. written, really liked it. 
And they said, what are you going to do with the money? And he just sort of said, well, no, now I can. I don't have to work too hard on other stuff. Now yeah. I can really research cryptozoology full-time, yeah, do books, do this. Yeah. And that's what you focus the money on. I think that's the kind of yeah, That's like. the key to life, isn't it? You know yeah. I mean? You're keeping yourself occupied in something you proper love. Yeah, I mean, really... that's why if, if I won the lottery, the first thing I'd do is like, pay for training to sort of like learn my art a bit more. Yeah. You know, I'd get sort of like the best people in to sort of teach me the techniques of Japanese yeah, woodblock yeah. carving. <laughs> I'd go to Japan and work under a sort of sensei. Wow, you know, that's you know, cool. Yeah, shit. I'd love to do all that and build yeah. me a big fuck off studio. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a loser now. Dude. All I've got is Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> you got the podcast, you got the call yeah, action. Yeah, I got a bit of call action. It's nice to be back. <laughs> I'm a great believer in things like wars and stuff. I actually, always turn up some fucking batshit lunacy. You fucking know? hell, thank God you said that. You're a great believer in wars. I'm like, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know about that. Hang about that, kid. <laughs> Reverse back a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but what it is, it's um, mad shit happens. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. I, I, years ago now, I think it was about, I don't think it's called Hot Zone. I can't remember what it was. It was basically a, a book, weird shaped sized book as well. And it was just stories from basically Eastern Europe at the time was like there was wars going on like Kosovo and stuff yeah, like this. Yeah. Mad shit was going on. Right. And one of these accounts, it was just this guy said he was in he was in a bar just having a beer, and you know, he's a reporter because it's all these stories from reporters, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the periphery things that they'd seen around yeah, war zones, yeah. not just the stories they reported on. And it was basically these three guys having a fucking argument. They were going, oh, right, and he couldn't really understand what they're saying, right? You know, and. And then they said, right, right, when they're fucking laid bets and all that sort of stuff, right? And this guy had sort of something under his arm. He got it out, and he's a fucking German World War II helmet. Wow, yeah. Right, he fucking got it out, stuck it on his head, drew out his revolver, pointed it at the helmet, Shit. and pulled the trigger. Oh, my God. And it just fucking blew a hole in the side, blew his brains out, and he just fell down dead on the floor. Yeah. And the argument was, the row he'd been having was, he, yeah, the, the German helmet was bulletproof. My God, and just to test that, instead of putting it on the floor and shooting it, he put yeah, it on his own head. His, his absolute certainty that this was going to work was he said, oh, I'll prove it, I know it, I know this, this yeah. is it, bang. And you think all your life, you've gone through, you've been a little kid, you've gone to school, you've done yeah, all this stuff, yeah. you've sort of like gone and studied for a particular thing, a war broke out, you joined this war, and that's your end point, that oh. fucking stupidity. Oh, it's that bit where you're in such an intense, crazy environment. You, know, you just start behaving fucking wild. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing where you do something fucking stupid. Yeah. And this is a similar story. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, a Poland's highest ranking police officer, right? Yeah. He was given a little gift. Oh, nice. Which is a nice little gift, right? He says, he says um, so Ukraine, the Ukraine gave Jaroslav uh, Sinzik, right, uh, this gift. It was a, it was a grenade launcher. <laughs> right. Sweet. So, given this grenade launch, and you, you know, if you unwrap it, you get in the present, you wonder what this is. It would be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're opening it up, right? So, he's like, yeah, as he's opening the present, right, and he's having a little look at it, right, um, he set it off. Oh, shit. He, he pulled the fucking trigger. What? You give him a loaded grenade launch. You gave him a loaded grenade launch. Now, why the need to give him that, I don't know. Especially when it's loaded. Yeah. He says, um, it looks like there's a few of them. So he says uh, he told the uh, told the radio um, uh, uh, interviewer, right, Polish radio broadcaster, right. So he, he given the present during his recent visit to the Ukraine. He says when I was moving the used grenade launchers, which were gifts from the Ukrainians, there was an explosion. He said the explosion was powerful. 
The force of the impact went through the floor and damaged the ceiling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the BBC requested confirmation of the facts of the general's interview from Polish police, but has yet to receive a response. Right. The only official information made available so far was Wednesday's incident was a brief statement from Poland's Interior Ministry, which said that one of the gifts the police chief was given by a senior Ukrainian official during a working visit to Ukraine on December the 11th and 12th had exploded. Now, who needs grenade launchers right now? The Ukrainians. Yeah, you don't give them away. What the fucking giving them away for? <laughs> There's probably loads you of them. You've got like a shed going, yeah, look at these. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're pumping that much arms in at Ukraine. I think it's the most heavily tooled up place yeah, on earth, isn't it, at the moment? We're just giving them tanks for the first time, aren't I we? I know, that's really cool. Yeah. And there's bank. another, th ain't just a challenge of tank, there's this other, basically like, you know, like a normal artillery gun, but it, the, the, obviously get it on a tank. Uh, oh yeah, and they can, you know it can fire a ridiculous amount. You know these things are just like super. It's not armored. It's just like a super tank. You know, super gun. Right. Than they're going as so well. So what's the thing? When you say firing, is it firing shells or is it firing shells? Massive. But it's not. No, it's it's like it's got different options how fast it can fire. But you can do repeat firing. You know, like I don't know, twenty five shots a minute or something like that. It's, it's a, it's just blows things up. You know what I mean? It just Fucking you hell. need to guard it because it's got no armor on it at all. But the gun is ridiculous. Well, this is this issue they've had in a lot of the um, uh, war areas at the moment, also theaters of war at the moment. This is the issue they have. Mm. It's because with sort of satellite technology and all that sort of stuff. The there was one that they had was given at the start of the war. These American anti uh, I can't remember what, what I don't think it's anti aircraft, but it's a ground to oh, ground to ground or ground whatever mm. missiles that they had. Americans ones, they're super effective because basically what they're doing, they could fire and then just go. Yeah. Because the thing is, you have to fucking get away as fast as yeah, possible. You yeah. can't have like the old sort of defensive dug-in positions yeah, like they were. Yeah. Because as soon as you're hit and run, yeah, yeah. because what, what they're finding is as soon as they're firing, the people go, oh, we've been shot. Where's that come from? Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Getting them there. And they just fucking blitz it from sorts, not yeah, from space, yeah. but you know, they, they, they just fire everything in. So you have to be kind of pretty nimble and mobile. Yeah. Which they look like they are. They're doing a perfect kind of guerrilla wall, yeah. giving when they're pushing forward, but yeah. push back. Well, it's always, it's always harder to, uh, to attack than to defend. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's that sort of thing. So that's why the, the Russians are mainly getting chinned. Yeah. But this is now why they're doing this thing from long distance pulverization of the enemy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, and I mean, I think they've just blown up a civilian uh, uh, yes. apartment block. Yes, and the, and the, uh, I've only heard this as a rumor. The, it looks like the bomb they've used is specifically designed for blowing up aircraft carriers. Jesus. So it's meant to be a military use thing to blow up something massive like that, and it looks like they're using it on a civilian target. Jesus. Which is God. fucking absolute dog shit thing to be it's doing, weird, yeah. It's weird, I'm shocked it's still going on. I yeah. just can't believe he's still in charge. Yeah. But it's, it's like, so they, you know, like I say, so what what they're doing is handed over bloody missile or grade launchers to some <laughs> fucking Polish copper. <laughs> Where did he say In a room? Yeah, well, it looks like he was actually in the oh, room in an office or in a sort of right. thing. He was in his office God. or something. He set the fucking thing off. By accident. Oh, imagine. I mean, he should lose his job straight away. Yes, absolutely. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because yeah. that kind of thing is just yeah. like fucking ridiculous, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but a roll on from that sort of story, oh, you know? Nice. There's another little roll on from that, which I think this is fucking ballsy as all hell, mm. right? So there's been um, a, 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 a Ukrainian soldier's been in the fucking midst of it, all right? Everything going off, kicking off, shooting. Firing all, all sorts of things. Suddenly, bang! He's hit in the chest. God. Right, he's gone down. Fucking big injury. Drag him in after the field of battle, and they give him an X-ray. 
and then they realise what's embedded in his chest uh. is a grenade. Oh, what? A grenade has gone into his chest, not blown up. There's a there's a, a thing oh of it, right? My God. Now the grenade style is actually, do you know, like so you know one of those grenades that Rambo used yeah. on, his, on his arrows. Cool. It's kind of similar to that. God it's one of those ones. It's, 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 so it's one of those that you load onto a rifle and fire off yeah, a rifle yeah. underneath the rifle. So because I'm thinking grenade, you know when. He has to, oh, you know, you pull the pin out and you've got yeah. an alarm on it. I thought maybe his flesh is keeping it. Well, this is like, it's, it's got like an impact trigger on the front. So, that's, so when it's hit him, it should have gone off. Yeah, and it hasn't. It hasn't gone off. It's gone into his chest cavity and come to rest underneath his heart. Oh, God. Right? So then they've looked at it and they thought, well, what the fuck are we going to do with this? Yeah, yeah. And so it's live still. Yeah, yeah. So basically what they've got, they've got bomb disposal experts in there and surgeons. Right, and usually what they'd have to do, they use a special material. Right, the operation is usually uh, carried out using a thing called electrocoagulation, a common method to control bleeding during surgery. Right, so yeah. they use a particular, I don't know whether it's a charge or something like that, and it seals up sort of yeah, like things to stop yeah. things bleeding. But they couldn't because the electrocoagulation thing would detonate the oh grenade. My God. So they had to find loads of different ways of doing it. But whoever's in the room there. The surgeons, the the bomb disposal guys, everybody involved would have just died if this thing had have gone oh off. Oh my god! So there'd been like perhaps five people killed, but they fucking risked it anyway. Oh my god! And they it got is. it out. Huh. And I just think, fuck me, that that's amazing. Bravery, so they're saying now this guy is um, is about twenty eight years old and says he's recovering now. Oh, he's he's is, making a recovery. The hero, heroes are yeah. still about. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the sort of thing. I think he's absolutely heroic, you know, yeah. because that takes a fucking balls to do well, that. Not balls and he's surgeons anyway. I mean, surgeons are. I mean, they, this, are, this is why I sort of keep sort of like operating in the sort of seventies and eighties, don't they? Because yeah. they're these kind of cool, cold characters yeah, who you know yeah, can just yeah. sort of like st- with a steely gaze and steady it's hand. Scare me a little bit how kind of cold they are. Yeah. In a way. they've got to be really. Well, they do say that. Uh, um, uh, the, of all the professions, the surgeon attracts more psychopaths than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, it's a god complex. You know, yeah. It's life and death, isn't it? You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like, so maybe that's that's why we do have psychopaths, is to sort of take on these immense yeah, tasks without yeah. fear. Yeah. And, you know, because, I mean, if I were opening up somebody's chest and working around, they'd, they'd, they'd beep, 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 beep. Oh, 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 I'll sorry, like, I will. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you open it, laid on fucking deck now, seeing Gaskin over his young Pete looking down. <laughs> It's all right, our kid in safe hands here. What? Get a look. Yeah, putting gas on us. This smells really. Hey, it's Dutch oven, our kid. <laughs> the Dutch oven. <laughs> no, I don't think you. You weren't born to be a surgeon. No, 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 no. Stay away from that. Yeah, Jesus you won't pay that. I am either. I'm not born for a surgeon, but yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, those are well fair play. To it, it's you know. weird, isn't it? It's out there. So oh, yeah, he, he survived. He survived. In oh, the good. Into the chest. Yeah, <laughs> screw you, Russia. <laughs> oh, not the no Putin actually. No, yeah. I like Russian. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really. They got a bit of a. They're saying apparently I listened to a really interesting documentary on on BBC Four about it. They're saying that because Russia has had such a fucking hard life yeah. for sort of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, yeah. the Russian psyche has grown to admire particular behaviours, which is this: they're immensely loyal to each other yeah. uh, and to you. you, you, you would give you the shit off the back sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. But also, there's a deviousness sort of like within the Russian psyche, wow. which is to actually to double cross. 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah to double cross yeah. and to sort of see and, and obfuscate and to yeah. sort of like draw the wool. And this is what, I mean, Putin is doing absolutely perfectly yeah. in a weird way. He's, yeah. like, he's the guy who's sort of turning around and saying, oh, we're going to have a ceasefire for this. Yeah. Bomb something. Yeah. It's that yeah. kind of, you know, crisscross sort of like thing, you yeah, know, yeah. double double cross kind of stuff. It's could well. I don't think communists have done the country any good. Just like a couple of books I read that were before communists. And he, he, the best books I've ever bloody read, you know what I mean? And the old culture seemed really kind of cool, you know what I mean? But. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. The, they, had the, they had the surf system there, oh, yeah. so they had surfdom, where basically um, people were before the, under the czars, for example. Yeah. You know, everything was ploughed into the, to the royalty, oh. and even to like almost like little warlord systems were in the area. Yeah. So they had these almost like fiefdoms, oh, and the people who were dirt poor were of a dirt pole level which you can't even fucking they were just scrabbling around in rags for potatoes oh man uh, and you uh, can't work out of it oh there's of no thing. way but you were born a surf yeah. if you whatever level you were born to you would die of that level oh, there was God, no way of working depressing. your way up yeah. There were, like you say, there were little fiefdoms, there were little kingdoms, there were little things, everything under the Tsar, yeah. you know, and that's the sort of like way it was because they're all. Trample on everybody, make sure everybody gets it. Everybody gets yeah. trampled, yeah, Jesus. because the various. Uh, well, it was started, I think it started with um, Vlad the First, um, and I think he was known as Vlad Moneybags. Oh, and he was the guy who sort of almost like got everything, everyone together, sort yeah. of like, and made so, right, I'm in charge, you're all fucked, yeah. you know, you do what I do. He was the first. To actually draw the whole country together as a kingdom, yeah, you know, and and then I think Vlad the Second, I can't remember what his name was, but Vlad the Third was Vlad the Impaler. Wow, and they were the that was the the the, um sort of dynasty, yeah, that forged in steel, sort of like the Russian sort of like state to be as it was, sort of thing, you know. And and he even, but apparently, um, Vlad the Impaler in his early years, he was extremely fair, great leader, great, you know, but he just fucking went off the rails completely. I think there was something, one thing happened. I know in a lot of the stories and stuff, it was like, you know, know, his wife died and this happened, and and he's just decided to string everyone up. I don't think it was as simplified as that. It was just like he just really, you know, went bloodlust. I was just uh, reading a piece that almost got into the uh, into Crack and Curve, mm. and it was about a uh, 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 it's a Roman sort of like high up, like in the Senate or, or not in the Senate. It was very high up in the the, the system it was in. It was it was of the equestrians that were called. All right, uh, and there was, so you had your ordinary citizens. You had a high sort of like high yeah. status sort of um, lords and ladies almost of the time, and this class was the equus. Sort of thing. A question obviously means horses, sort of thing. Right, so yeah. why they mean it? I don't know. I've not not worked this out. Yeah. But this one guy, he'd come. His father was a, a freed slave. Yeah, yeah. So he should not have really managed to rise through the ranks. But the, the, the ranks of the, the Romans at the time, you could do this. Yeah, yeah. If you were good, you had good business. You made the money. You made the right contacts. You could rise through the ranks from son of a slave to almost a leader. Wow. Yeah. And this guy was, but. Ironically, he was immensely cruel to his slaves. But the rules of the Romans at the time was, the actual rules, you can do whatever you want to your slaves. Anything you want to your slaves. They're your property, and you can sort of like make or break them as you see fit, because they're your property. But there was a sort of... um, uh, an unwritten rule amongst people of yeah. you know you, it was good to be seen to be nice to your slaves. You're yeah, seen as a good yeah. and just person, not too nice. You know, yeah, if you're seen yeah. as a soft touch, you're fucked. But um, this guy had so, for example, uh, this one slave had broken one of his glass goblets. Yeah. He said, "Right, that's it. You are in for the punishment which I keep." You know, he had a pool 
full of ravenous moray eels. Whoa. Right? These massive, uh. and, and only massive uh. specimens. Uh. <laughs> and he just had them chucked into the vat of moray eels. Oh, that's gross. And apparently the sight and sound of it was the most blood-curdling thing oh. that you could ever imagine. Oh, Jesus. And he just thought that loads and loads of slaves under him died by this. Slightest little thing went wrong. Bang, you're in the, in the moray eel thing. Oh, my God. And the only time it stopped was because uh, Emperor Augustus was eating a, a, as, a, as a guest at this guy's palace. Yeah. You know? And this one guy had broken a glass and he was about to get cast into the moray eel pool <sighs> and, and the, the slave threw himself at the feet of Emperor Augustus yeah, and man. said, just be, and he's, the mercy he begged for was, please kill me in a less agonising way than being yeah, chucked into yeah. the eels. Anything, just cut me through with a sword, anything. Yeah. Just don't make me die. And he was so outraged, was Emperor Augustus, that he immediately just stood up and says, right, the moray eel pit, fill it in. Yeah, like, yeah. This slave, you are now a free man. Oh, sweet. He, he counted him a free man, and then he had every single piece of crystal in that palace smashed. <laughs> <laughs> you should have chucked him in. Yeah. You should have gone into eel. Well, I think you've got to be very careful of that as well. You need your supporters. Yeah, and actually, to, and actually be see fair, be, to be seen fair and just. And I do believe, if I remember rightly, to be at like an august decision, to be august, is to yeah. be seen as fair and even-handed sort oh, of thing. Nice. And I think that's the sort of thing to do. Coming up with that, who comes up with more eel, starving more Oh, it's just yeah, weird. Yeah, it's horrible. Did you ever see the, another torture which spooks me something fucking rotten is the brass bull. Oh, it's awful, the brass bull. Yeah. And it screams and it sounds like a... Only one nose. person ever died in it. Oh. The inventor. Whoa! Because this inventor of vile torture devices had invented this thing called the brass bull, as you've probably yeah. heard of it before. And what you did with the brass bull was you'd build a fire underneath it, yeah. put somebody in the brass bull, and the way that the voice box and the whole bull had been uh, thing was it, it'd contort the screams of the person in, so it sounds like a howling of a bull yeah. in the field. And he thought it was highly amusing, this inventor, so he wheeled it for an emperor and said, look what I've invented. And said, oh, that's amazing, we're going to try it out. In your pop, set oh, a fire, and, wow. then, and once he died in it, that was the last time it had ever been used. Oh, that's cool, because I thought that were a popular one. No, it was oh. only used once. Oh, get <laughs> No, I didn't terror of him. Like, oh, oh, shit. shit. Yeah, that's what <laughs> fucking have that. Yeah, you, know you know dirty-minded <laughs> sod. So we have drifted a little bit away little from bit. the surgeon and grenade and things like that, you know. But that's the nature of cracking it jokes. Is. Yeah. We cast all over. Yeah, a bit of meandering. <laughs> <laughs> Dying in the bull is pretty horrible, you know mm. what I mean? Or being thrown to the eels is pretty <laughs> awful as well, you know, because these are sort of despotic leaders, aren't they? Terrible yeah, people yeah. with immense power who um, can just do what they want. Yeah. And there's a bit too much of that, you know, and I find it's a little bit a bit horrible, is that? But back then, but it's starting again now. Yeah, I've got to say, don't fucking change. Because there's now a, a new disease going on in the East, right. right? And it's called Sudden Russian Death Syndrome. Oh, God. <laughs> right. Now, if I don't don't know if you know about this, but it's like um, there's an awful lot of um, Russian tycoons are dying at the moment. Are there? Yes, oh, right. You no, might not have known about no, this, right? I don't know. So one of the most uh, this is actually stories from uh, the New Indian Express. Now, it was originally from a piece in the Atlantic, which I couldn't download and, and read out. It was there was a bit of a sort of like safety wall on that. 
But what I did was I thought to myself, right, I'll have a little look around and see if there's any other sources that I can see. And it's quite interesting because this Indian piece, uh, the latest sort of spate of deaths have actually been taking place in India. Right, yeah. Uh, of Russian tycoons. So they're quite friendly with Russians, aren't they, India? They are at the moment because obviously, obviously Europe's completely closed off to them, America's closed off to yeah, them. Yeah. You know, China's not right happy at the moment they're with not, India. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not right happy with them. And it's not cool neutral. I think they're just sitting back and seeing what's going to happen, you know, yeah. but they're not willing to back. Russia, yeah. because they just think, mm, not a great yeah, time yeah, to have exactly. a fucking global war at the moment, you yeah. know. But they've, as a, they have been trading quite openly with the Indian, uh, the Indians yeah. at the moment. So you know, I don't agree with that. You know, mm. I think it's a bit offside. You know, but there's uh, there's an awful lot of being going on at the moment in in uh, in India. So what happened was. Um, there was a Russian sausage tycoon, right, called Pavel Antov, <laughs> 65-year-old lawmaker and sausage tycoon, right? And he took a dive off a third-floor Sai International Hotel in a Rayagada town in Odisha. And, um, and again, people thought to himself, oh, this is like just like a fucking... And it's been described as another suicide. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, he's one of three Russians who died suspiciously within a fortnight in India. And the first in the sudden Russian death syndrome, the phenomenon that describes the abrupt and mysterious deaths of many oligarchs, bureaucrats, businessmen and journalists, critical of Putin. Oh, God, hit squads. Well, do you know what defenestration is? No, no. Right, defenestration is basically, um, it, it's, it sort of started quite a few years ago. In fact, I have a, a thing on it here, one second. So to defenestrate somebody basically is is a posh name for chucking somebody out of a window. Oh God! <laughs> right. So the defenestration of Prague was a famous incident. Well, it, they call it as an incident, but it actually went on for quite a long time, <laughs> and it turned into um, a, a rather handy way of getting people rid of people you didn't know. So it usually refers to a politically motivated act, either as a form of protest, protest or assassination. And it derives from the defenestrations of Prague in 1419, 1483, and 1618, which were associated with religious and political conflicts between Protestants and Catholics in Bohemia, now part of the Czech Republic. So in 1419, seven town officials in Prague died when thrown from the new town hall, resulting in the Hussite War. So they basically came in, grabbed them, chucked them out the window, dead. Right? <laughs> chucked them out. Yeah, and we have actually covered this a little bit before, but it's yeah. worth, worth covering again. So 1483, the town uh, burgomaster and the and the bodies of seven town councillors were thrown from several buildings in the city. <laughs> Once again, don't like it. Yeah. Pile in, chuck them out of a window. Right. And in 1618, 200 years later, two Catholic governors and their secretary were tossed from Prague Castle by Protestants, which sparked the Thirty Years' War. The victims survived that, now get this, 21 metre fall. Ugh. Right? And the Catholics claimed they were saved by angels in divine intervention. But the Protestants claimed they landed on a dung heap. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. lucky and these incidents have been known as the defenestrations of Prague. Wow. Right? Shocking them out, wind. <laughs> right. So the modern ones, right, it was uh, the defenestration seems to have plagued the people of Bohemia in modern times. So the mysterious death of a Czechoslovakia's post-war modern uh, post-war foreign minister, Jan Marsaik, right, uh, is never being solved. But his body was found beneath the bathroom window in 10th of March 1948. The official verdict was suicide, but Czechs believe that Marsaik, the son of country's first president, Thomas Gargu Marsaik, was murdered. So that was sort of like the modern version of the yeah. defenestration. It shows that it's still on the go. But what seems to be happening is this is actually happening in Russia now. 
Now, what's not classed about this is his sudden sudden Russian death syndrome. Now, I've got the information, we'll cover this again on a later Kraken Cove, but one thing we were going to cover is the amount of deaths. Before we started getting a bit uh, not, not chummy with Russia anymore, mm. well, we're still all chummy with Russia. And you know we had assassinations of certain Russian sort of individuals in the yeah, UK, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, you know, the people poisonings and all that stuff, the Novichok poisonings. Mm-hmm. Around that, instead, tons of deaths in London of Russians. All right. I mean, we're talking maybe 20, Shit. 25 assassinations. So on, 20, uh, 22nd, uh, on 24th of February uh, 2022, obviously, you know, Russia sort of invaded, uh, invaded Ukraine, right? Yeah. But the thing is, you see... So, so during that time, so, so for example, in 2022, February 2022, you know, the war started. People were happy about it, you know, in mm-hmm. the country. And the main reason was because the oligarchs were making shit tons of money. Yeah. They're still trading with Europe. They're still trading they're with everyone. Fucking London, nearly, don't yeah, they? Yeah, all the dirty yeah. fucking. So money. the last thing they needed was something that's going to disrupt their way of yeah. doing business. You know, they were not happy about this. You know. So one of the first open window fatalities was Dan Rappaport, a Latvian-born American millionaire who fell from the window of his Washington, D.C. apartment just a mile from the White House on August the 14th, 2022. The police are still investigating. They have not found out the death of him. Yeah. Two weeks later, September the 1st, another Putin foe, Ravil Maganov, literally took the fall. The chairman of Russia's largest privately owned oil and gas company, Lukoil fell six stories from a window of the Moscow Central Clinical Hospital where he was admitted after a heart attack. Mm. So, yeah, so you've you, you probably heard it. You've probably, yeah. you probably, probably heard this sort of story before, you know what I mean? But it's like, but the thing is, he's laid out with a heart attack. Why has he chucked himself out of a window? Exactly. I've only heard of that bloke before, because I'm sure Putin took over his business. He you did. know what I mean? That's yeah. right, yeah. And made billions out of it. So, um, his company, with a straight face, issued a statement saying, we deeply regret to announce that Ravil Maganov, chairman of PJSC Lukoil Board of Directors, passed away following a severe illness. Mm. As in hitting the fucking pavement. Yeah, yeah. So Lukoil had publicly attacked Putin against the evasion, sided with its victims, and asked for the war to end. So in December... Grigory Kochanov, the 41-year-old creative director of Agima, a, uh, a major Russian IT company, toppled to his death from the balcony of his apartment in Nizhny Novgorod, while police officers were reportedly searching his place. The same month, Dmitry Zelenov, a 50-year-old Russian oligarch whose fortune Forbes estimated was worth $1.4 billion, died mysteriously after falling down the stairs. (laughs) Spicing it up a bit. But think about that. I'm sick of the windows. Chucking down the stairs. Yeah, but imagine how much you've had to die by being launched down some stairs like that. I mean, that's going to fucking hit, isn't it? And so then there are the mysterious suicides of Russian gas company executives. Six of them worked with or uh, were former associates of the two biggest Russian energy corporations, and four of them were connected to the mammoth state-owned energy company Gazprom in one capacity or the other. The remaining two were part of the system Lukoil again. Mm. So after the energy standoff between Putin and the West peaked, many gas industry magnates and leaders died in bewildering situations. Leonid Shulman, head of Gazprom Invest, which handles investment projects for the gas company, was found dead on January the 18th on the bathroom of his cottage. On April 18th, Anastasia, the youngest daughter of Vladimir Aviev, ex-Kremlin official and former vice president of Gazprom, found the bodies of her parents and sister in their Moscow apartment. According to the police, the banker supposedly killed them out of jealousy. Oh, God. So one after another after another, people fucking died. 
to, we've got a list here. We're not going to go through more of them all, but we'll go through a few of them, right? Uh, Mamikan Umarov, July 2020. So these are some of the ones as well. Yeah. Earlier, um, uh, he was he was a, sort of, uh, a critic of uh, Putin, shot in Vienna. Uh, Nikotai Izaev, uh, died on a train returning from Moscow, suspected poisonous by the FSB, the Special Services. Yelena Grigoryev, uh, anti-Putin and LGBT activist, stabbed to death in St. Petersburg. Is a Dmitry Gribov beaten to death by baseball bats? Oh. Krill Tomatsky um, killed in an ambush. Uh, Peter Oftiserov died from a head injury reportedly during a stroke. So Yelena Gremina, founder of Liberal Theatre, right, died due to a heart and kidney failure for six weeks after her husband Mikhail Ugarov, right. Mm. And it's a uh, bit by bit. If you go down this list oh. here, beaten to death. Um, found hanging in his London home. Um, launched out of windows every time. Launched out of windows. I mean, the ones that, which are killed with an iron bar, car bombing. Ugh. I mean, look oh at this. Oh my these, God, yeah, is that the yeah, this is the list. Heart attack, um, bombs, car bombs, shot dead in a bathhouse, um, killed by an unidentified man, shot dead in the Kiev hotel, died broken neck after a beating. Just the list of things, and all suspicious, but so lightly covered by yeah, the, you know by yeah. the world press or world press or anyone yeah, you know yeah. people were just sort of saying he's dead he's dead they're dead he's dead you know what I mean the ones that were happening in London that were just whitewashing over it there was one guy who said oh this poor guy he's a millionaire with everything to live for he, was, he had theatre tickets had a, uh, yeah. he had a, uh, restaurants booked everything like that next thing I found him impaled on his railings outside of his house uh, for four floors up right oh my god and they said he jumped out <laughs> And the, when they investigated and looked at the windowsill, oh, those are stuff on the windowsill stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, little trinkets and things. If you're going to jump out your window, you need, you'd clear it all off, open your window right up, and yeah. off you pop. He didn't. He was. He managed to clear all this stuff oh, on his right, just like, running jump through so, it. Yeah. So basically, the way the only way and the only way he could have gotten uh, far enough out to hit the railings is basically looks like two or three blokes or maybe more. Yeah. Got arms and legs each. One, two, three, running. Uh, Oid him out this window at high speed. Hell. They must have some money in security, so there's these proper hits, secret agent hit squad. Just oh, going he's around with them, yeah, but that's that's oh. when Putin um, took power, I think, for his second uh, second time in office, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And when Ivana got up to the place, oh, he basically had all KGB leaders were in charge there, had them all around a table, all sort of clinking glasses and cheering. He, says, he basically said, it's good to have the old firm back together again. <gasps> oh, my So it's God. run by, or was run by, when it first got back into power with Putin, it was just run by KGB. Fucking hell, his old crew. Got his old crew oh, back Oh, he's together. horrible, isn't he? Yeah. Dribbly little shit. I yeah, hate him. Yeah, this is it, yeah. Hate him. So, you know, but he could be the case that he dies quite soon, who knows? Oh, I'll lob, lob him out of window. Jesus. Yeah. So Tell you what, though, our kid, the Russian kingdom. Fucking hell. It's a running joke to the old episode, Darky. The Russian. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, didn't you? How slow is this one? Fucking hell. Put 50p in him. Wake up, Arky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Big Lammy just stole all of it. in your firework kingdom, and now this is only a fucking running joke. He won't go to Walrus Kingdom, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't finished with that yet. <laughs> That's the ace in the hole for the end of the show. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
well then our kid for oh, crying out loud <laughs> is well, it it's that time over, saying that it? it does feel right this episode it feels like is it been a long one it's a, it's a long one we're about yeah. an hour and a half in oh, depending on the edit we could be about 35 minutes in <laughs> <laughs> Hi and bye. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so you know, it's, uh, I think we've got off to a decent start. Yeah, it is. I've enjoyed yeah, it so far. A lot of death. Bit of death. Yeah. Of death a lot of Wild King. A lot of walruses. A lot of yeah. kingdoms. A lot of kingdoms. Well, yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> three. <laughs> Was it? You count them back. There's three kingdoms. Well, I said mentioned walrus. Kingdom. All right, get on with <laughs> it. We'll pick it. Don't prove me wrong. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, we're going to finish on. I always like to have something a little bit different, a little bit oh, unusual nice. to finish yeah, on. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, so what we're going to go, we're going to Medjed, right? Ooh. And Medjed, right? I don't know if that's how it's meant to be pronounced or something, but it's like, it's in. Um, this is, we're going back to the ancient Egyptians. Nice. So in the ancient Egyptian religion, Medjed is a minor and obscure god mentioned in the Book of the Dead. Right mm-hmm. now, he's he's sort of like had a bit of a thing of modern times, and especially modern Japanese cultures taking this particular deity to their heart. Right. right. So the Book of the Dead refers to a group of ancient Egyptian funeral texts, generally written on papyrus and used from the beginning of the New Kingdom, which is around one thousand five hundred and fifty BCE to around fifty BCE. Right. Yeah. So that's before yeah before Christ or mm-hmm. BC. These texts consist of a number of magic spells written by priests intended to assist a dead person's journey through the Duat, or underworld, and into the afterlife. Sweet. Spell 17 mentions, among many other obscure gods, one Medjed, meaning the smiter. (laughs) Yeah, and in the following line... I have the name of that smiter among them, who belongs to the house of Osiris, who shoots with his eye, yet is unseen. Not that eye. (laughs) (laughs) E.A. Wallace Budge interpreted the corresponding passage in the New Kingdom papyri, known as the Theban recension of the Book of the Dead, as follows. I know the being Medjed, who is among the house of Osiris, shooting rays of light from his eye, but who is unseen. He goeth around about heaven, robed in the flame of his mouth, commanding happy, but remaining himself unseen. Now, happy, right, is actually one of the highest gods in the Egyptian sort right. of like, in the yeah, hierarchy. Yeah. This god commands that god so he's a little bit obscure he's unseen the thinking possibly he could be one of the highest powers in egyptian culture wow so he's above most of the other gods right and of course this terrifying character right do you want to see the image of this terror are you are you ready for the terror i'm gonna be terrified it's bad show us it Legs? <laughs> what's that about? But what does he look like? A fucking wiener. A classic ghost. Oh, yeah, white sheet ghost. He's a white sheet ghost. Shit. And there is him appearing in the papyrus. Oh, yeah. He sounds like a sore <laughs> thumb, doesn't he? Yeah. Sounds like a sore cock. So basically, thumb. the description of this particular, this particular terrifying 
sort of demon, sort of, well, god, <laughs> old god which controls other gods. It just looks like two legs with a white sheet over the top that's of it. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, no one knows a mouth or anything. Well, that's the thing. That's where they're sort of saying that he's like that. It's because he's the unseen. Ah. So he cannot be seen. So that's their sort of like interpretation of no, sort of I'm trying to see. You can't yeah. see. He's basically got a sheet over him. Yeah, yeah. He's there. He's walking yeah. about. He's moving because of big red feet and that. Yeah, but, but that's what our is. interpretation. Why would a ghost wear a sheet? Yeah. It's basically a thing to show where a ghost is. Yeah, true. Actually, is that with a white sheet? Yeah, yeah that's really. But God, it's weird. It goes back that long. It that could kind be, of feeling. It could be three and a half thousand years old. Is the interpretation of what we now believe as a ghost? God, yeah. that's good. So that's we'll be putting this on our social media yes. sites. So be on like a crack and cove podcast at gmail.com yeah. if you want to see us uh, get in touch on uh, crack and cove pod on uh, I think it's on Twitter is that and yeah. it's crack and cove at uh, Instagram so we're going to be back on there for lots of imagery and bits and bats and bobs sure, yeah. yeah so we're uh, so that's that you got yourself a little ancient uh, an ancient god but the reason why this has become um, popular Japanese love it right it's become a bit of an internet meme because it looks a bit funny yeah, but yeah. apparently it's played loads of computer games alright it's become a little a bit of a, compu- a popular computer <laughs> game sort of character to go up against. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's fascinating. I think it's that. pretty I like that Japanese have embraced. Yeah, I think it. it's a little bit different. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, so well, hopefully we're going to try and be. Um, we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. We are going to be at least fortnightly. Hopefully, we're going to try and do weekly. Yeah. Um, but we're just going to see them. But we are going to be more regular now. And now we have actually got a fast machine to do editing on. I'm not having it fanny around for exactly. fucking 12 hours trying yeah. to do the edits. We've got a bit of a speed machine, so hopefully yeah. we'll be able to keep up with that. Yeah. But as we said before, we were joking and stuff, but please, for fuck's sake, yeah. give us a bit of a review. Help us out. Get us to us in we the chat. We need to clamber up this year. We need to clamber up. We've got good content. We've got a lot of episodes. But now we need to get famous and rich as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get your Ferrari full of whores and coats exactly. and take it to your pool, don't you? And taste it, my little moderate life. Yeah. Little... <laughs> yeah, I see, we can't be relying on the money that um, that uh, Robo Pete does from wanking off various exactly. seals and dolphins and stuff, you know, <laughs> and the it's a nice little income coming in yeah, from it. It's it's steady flow. Yeah. Steady flow. <laughs> steady flow, yeah, uh-huh. I mean. So, yeah, well, hopefully we'll get there with that, you know. So, anyway, so hopefully we're going to be able to tune in, and hopefully by next week we'll be able to report that we have had a little bit of a, 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 a peak in the charts. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, yeah. So do it? us a favour, guys. Help yeah, us out, you please. know. But it's nice to be back, yeah. and hopefully you enjoy us being back as well. So it's all remains for me to do now. It's a big bye bye from Matt. It's a big bye bye from Benny. Take care, guys. There are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at Podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at Kraken Cove or Instagram at Kraken Cove Pod. Ha ha!